Hello, hello, it's Emily Wardrop again. Welcome back to Believe You Are a Good Mom. And guess who I have with me today? This is so exciting. Okay, you have to for sure go to Spotify and watch the video or YouTube. In fact, we might have problems because I just blew my computer's mind uploading videos to YouTube. I'm like, All I right. can't wait. So I just kept doing more and more and more. And my husband's always like, you need to wait until one's done before you do another. Like sending pictures to grandma. I send like way too many. It takes too long. Anyway. Okay. Amber hater. Yeah, that's me. That's my name. Don't wear it out. I wonder how long <laughs> I could have gone on without even saying your name. Okay. So she's not a hater. She's a lover. No, I'm and a lover. We and love I, her. But I love every, I love how in like, there's so many songs on the radio that talk about haters. So that's every right. time, like I hear a song that's like, talks about the haters. I'm like, that's me. Except it's no. not. Except it's not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, H-A-I-D-E-R. That's correct. Yeah. But all of our license plates have an H-8-R. Cute. In them. Yeah. So I, I go by, <laughs> I go by both. And I taught middle school once upon a time and those kids, they misspelled it all the time. Yeah. So, so just put an eight. No big deal. I don't make it a problem. I have a vanity plate too. I love it. I Doesn't love vanity vain, right? It means me. <laughs> I just think it's fun. Like when I was growing up, my parents never did anything extra, you know, like if it cost extra money or if it was like special, it was like, no. So now I'm always like, we're getting the vanity plates. Exactly. We're Did I even finish stuff. my thought on why you got to watch the video? Cause Amber has it. bright red hair and I have bright purple hair and we are the bright haired coaches. That's right. We're kind of collective. Spirits. Yeah. <laughs> A collective like vivid hair coach collective yes so if you are a coach and you have vivid hair join us we're starting a club. <laughs> okay yeah. let's get focused here yeah. we're talking about parenting amber's a parent i am she knows mm -hmm. tell us about your kids tell us about your family yeah i have four kids um my oldest is 19 she's in college she's a freshman in college she's at utah state and then i have three boys they are 16 and one's about to turn 13 and then 11. Okay. So you're yeah. officially phased out of the young kid phase. I am. My focus. Yes. yes. Oh, I, sometimes I miss that so much. And I know at, in that stage, it's like so annoying when people say like, oh my gosh, it goes so fast and you're going to mm -hmm. miss it and blah, blah, blah. But now mm -hmm. I'm like in the stage where my kids are older and I have like infinite patience now for oh. other people's kids at that age. I'm like, oh, let me take mm -hmm. them. Let me hold them. Let You know, I just, cause I yeah. miss some of those. Things, and you but. know that when they're in the thick of it, they don't have infinite patience. No, <laughs> I did for I, a minute while you refill your cup. Oh my gosh. I was just talking to somebody yesterday and I was saying, I feel so bad <laughs> for the mom I was when my kids were little because yeah. I was so stressed. Like I felt so much pressure to like, get it right. Mm. You know, so much pressure to like, if I don't do this just so they're going to, my biggest fear was they were going to be brats. Mm. <laughs> I was like, I don't want kids who are brats. Like oh. I want them to mind me. I want them to be polite. And I was, and I didn't want them to like push back too much. And I was like, I got to shape them now to make them good humans and have good behavior. And there was, I just felt so much pressure. It was all self-imposed, mm -hmm. but because of that pressure and that stress, I was like, not nice. I was like really strict a lot of the time. You know, I wasn't as warm as I could have been with them. Or there's just times that I was like, why was I so hard on them? They were just little humans yeah, and. Mm -hmm. And when I remember them and like how cute they were and stuff and like the things they would say, I'm like, huh, like I blew that probably, but, <laughs> but they are good. It did work. I mean, yeah, they are good humans. 
they are polite. They, they mind, they do what I ask and they're, you know, good people. And so I'm like, I guess, and they're, they do well in school and they do what they're supposed to do. And so I'm like, they're good people. So I guess it works, but I just yes. feel bad. They'll, they'll need therapy. So it's fine. Yeah, I know. Everyone knows my favorite mantra is, uh, we're messing them up in all the perfect ways. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's good. But I do think now I'm a super cool mom. Yeah. So I, I'm making up for it. Yeah. There you go. Okay. So, so many things about what you just said. First of all, I literally just did a podcast yesterday called you're not doing it wrong. So mm-hmm. I think that was the first thing you said is yeah. like, I think I did it wrong when they were little. Yeah. <laughs> you did not do it wrong. Yeah. Right. Anyway, that's a tangent for yesterday. So. Yeah. But that's just how it was. I mean, that's, yeah. that's who I was at that time. Like mm-hmm. that's what I was experiencing at that time. And so I agree. Like there was no other way I would have done it at that time based on what I was feeling and what I was experiencing and just who I was in my maturity or whatever, or what I was capable of seeing at the time. Like that's all I could have done at the time. Yeah. And so those of us who are still in those years, we still like feel like that about yesterday, you know, it's like, (laughs) I messed it up. I got it wrong, you know? And luckily we still have more days that we can work on it, but it just, it, it's all good. Like the stress mm-hmm. that we impose on ourselves is just so optional. And that yes. was like, I, mean, I was just like, oh man, I wish I would have just let so much go. Yeah. Yeah. Drop like the board, right? You yeah, wish you'd drop, drop those boards. Just like, let stuff go. It's fine. Like they're going to be fine. Yeah, for sure. So um, just a sec. I always panic that I don't have my microphone on. I guess I do. Okay. Oh my gosh. So many things. So yeah, uh, I can't even, my mind is blown because I want to say so many things all at the same time. That's all right. That's all <laughs> okay, right. So tell us more. I try not to interrupt with all the things. And then when you were done talking, I can't remember what they all were. That's fine. That's so fine. you just keep going. Um, well, what else do you want to know? Okay. This is what I want to talk to you about because women think, a lot of women think mm-hmm. that they're going to be fulfilled by motherhood <laughs> and then mm-hmm. they become moms. Yeah. And that's a joke. (laughs) Like, I I mean, yeah, I will say like, I think there are lots of people who are fulfilled by motherhood, right? Like they're living for their kids. They're managing the house and all of that. And the kids schedules and going to all the kids activities and they love it. And and they're not unhappy or stressed or whatever. Like there, there are those people, they do exist. I guess they do you know? and they don't need coaching because that's right. <laughs> they don't any. need coaching because they love what they're doing. Yeah. But, but I, but I love when we have conversations around those of us who are not necessarily fulfilled by that. And the thing with me is I always kind of wanted to be a stay at home mom. Like that was always going to be my priority. Um, but I'm also very driven and ambitious mm-hmm. and smart and, and being a stay-at-home mom when I was there and that with those little kids and I was at home and isolated and just doing like the day-to-day thing, I was not fulfilled. Like I was resentful and bitter and irritated like all the time because I wasn't able, I mean, or at least I wasn't using my faculties in the way that I can use them. And so even though it was what I wanted to be doing, I just struggled with it. Yeah. And and, you know, my, at, at any time, my husband would have said like, do you want to go get a job? Like, go get a job. You know, mm-hmm. that's not what I wanted. Like mm-hmm. I wanted to be at home with them. I wanted to be the stay at home mom and be involved with them, but 
I didn't know, especially when they were younger, how to get my own fulfillments while doing that. Yeah. But yeah, it's exactly. so important because when I was at home, Emily, with those little ones in the beginning, and I didn't have anything for myself. Like I didn't, ha I didn't have space in my life that felt like mine or me becoming me or fulfilling my potential. I was so miserable. Like, mm -hmm. and, and that's part of the reason I was stressed too. You know, it was like, I was unhappy and it's hard to be a, a good mom, a fun mom, be the mom you want to be at least mm -hmm. when you're having that internal struggle. And it wasn't until I kind of accidentally found a way to like carve out space for myself that I started, it really started to shift. I started to feel like it was my life again and felt like I was being me and I was getting fulfilled in the things that meant something to me. And so then when I was home with them, I wasn't depleted. I wasn't resentful. You know, and so yeah. I start, totally started showing up differently. I had so much more patience for them. I was able to let things go because I wasn't, I didn't have this internal struggle happening all the time also. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so if for the moms who are like me, who, you know, are ambitious or driven or like, but also want to be home, like it's so key that you find a way to carve that out. And for me, it, it wasn't a lot of time. It wasn't mm -hmm. like hours and hours. I didn't, I got a little job outside of the home, but it was, and it was so part-time, like literally a couple hours a week, but it just launched me into like a different trajectory for my own personal growth. And that was enough. Mm -hmm. That was enough to turn everything around. And like now my kids are older. I, and so I have even more time that I can give to the things that are just mine, mm -hmm. but like I'm thriving, thriving, mm -hmm. you know, love my life, love my kids love when I'm home with them, love when I go to their stuff, you know, love my relationship with my husband and like our partnership. So the, the, the like the night and day difference between who I was then and who I am now, it's like mind blowing. Mm -hmm. And I hear people say all the time, I wish I had these tools when my kids were little, because just kind of how you started, like the looking back with regret is so like heartbreaking, you know, and it's optional, you know, at, like you even know that it was the best you could do at that time and that it's all good, you know, but I just, I just really want to help moms of young kids so that they don't have to say that later, you yeah. know, and I had a similar experience. In fact, it's funny that I say that about fulfillment because when I was, you know, first having babies and living the dream. Like I always wanted to be a mom too. And I wasn't as soon as I thought I would be like a decade off. <laughs> and, um, and it was like, uh, this is supposed to be my dream. Why do I feel so miserable? And when people would say things about fulfillment, I'm like, oh no, I'm fulfilled. Like, this is what I want. This is what I've always wanted this. I'm doing what I want to be doing. And so it's kind of take a look at even that word. Like what does even fulfilled even mean? Mm -hmm. Because I, <laughs> Cause I just said, like, it's a joke. Once you have kids, you're like, what? This is supposed to fulfill me. But I was that person that was like, oh no, this is my life. I love this. This is what I love. But I also felt irritated all the time and stress and so much pressure to get it right. And just generally 
in a mood all the time, which of course there's like hormones and things like that going on too. Sure. But it was like, my husband's like, what is your motivation for being so irritated all the time? My motivation, like, I don't even know what you're talking about, you know? So he was like pretty much ready to get me a shrink when I found life coaching. And yeah. I was like, oh, this, I could do this. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really like opened up to me why I was feeling that way. You know, just knowing that my feelings came from thoughts. I was like, no, no, they're knee jerk. Like the baby's crying and I feel terrible. Yeah. yeah, like, yeah. There's no thought in between. And now that I've had years under my belt of trying to figure out what those thoughts are, it's like really obvious to me now <laughs> what the thoughts are. But, but remembering those days where it just was like, why do I feel so terrible all the time? I'm living my dream. And so I thought I was fulfilled. Like I for sure didn't want to go get a job or find full fulfillment outside of the home. But I would also hear things like, well, you got to make sure your cup is filled and put your oxygen mask on first and mm-hmm. get you time. And I'm like, I don't even know what I want to do for me time. Like, I don't even know. Yeah. I mean, I had hobbies, I guess, but like, and so I would do things like color in an adult coloring book during nap time. I'm like, isn't coloring what you do with your kids? Not when your kids are, <laughs> like, yeah. but it was no. like, that's what I really like to do. And it's like adult stress, what management, whatever, you know, or, um, I don't know, just even like crafts or whatever, anything that I was like interested in, I was trying all the time to find if what is my thing, you know, yeah. and I've talked to a lot of moms that have that same struggle. Like I hear I should be doing something for myself, but how do I even figure out what that is? Mm-hmm. Well, for me, like, like I said, I kind of accidentally found the things that I wanted to be doing. And now looking back, well, I'd hit like a, after my fourth baby, I just had probably some postpartum depression and, and I had had two babies. They were about 23 months apart. And so I was, you know, pregnant and diapering and then like diapering two at a time. And like, and I just had this crisis moment after I had that fourth baby where I was like, I just want my life back. Like I want my body back. Like I've been giving my body to kids for a long time. And of course you're postpartum. And so your belly's hanging out and you're like, you just, and your breasts hurt from nursing. And like, you're just like, ah, you know? And I had this moment where I just was like, I am taking my body back. That that was like all I was thinking about. Mm -hmm. And so I had previously not had a gym membership, not been taking care of myself physically or anything. And I am a highly physical person. I know this now, like, I didn't know it at the time, but I see it in my youngest son, who's 11. Mm -hmm. He is a physical child, like riding his bike, running around, pushing the ottoman around the house. Like he's just kind of (laughs) hyper. And I'm like, Uh oh, I see it. Like I am a highly physical person. And when I can't spend that physical energy, I get really irritated. It's like, it's like, it's bottled up. And I think that was part of it too. I had been immobile. I totally detested being pregnant for its, uh-huh. for its physical limitations. Uh-huh. Like I loved feeling the baby move and all of that, but the physical limitations drove me bananas. And so, so what I did is I went and just joined a gym, which I was unwilling to pay for before that. Uh-huh. Cause it was like, I should, I shouldn't spend money on that. Like that's a luxury item and it's just for me. So I should be giving the money to the family or whatever, mm-hmm. you know? And but I was in such a crisis mode that I just was like, no, I'm paying the money for the gym membership. I eventually allowed myself to pay money to have the childcare at the gym membership at the gym. So, so I could start working out. Um, but that was the beginning. And when I look back at my life, I can see when I was a child, when I was like a young person before I had kids, before I had a husband, all of that, 
the things that I naturally gravitated to then are still a lot of the same things that I like now. And of course, life coaching doesn't count exactly, but like <laughs> moving around a lot, being really physical. I used to ride my bike around the neighborhood. I used to work out on my own when I was in high school. Like I worked, I like lifted at a gym in high school. Nobody else I knew did that. Like it was just, I wanted to move my body, right? I was always involved in sports. Um, I also loved dancing from a really young age, just, and I, my parents didn't put me in dancing. Like I wasn't a trained dancer, but I danced in my room. I listened to the radio. Like I had this little clock radio in my little basement bedroom in Utah. It was one of those like clock radios. It's just like a little rectangle, you know, mm -hmm. and you can like set the alarm to either be an alarm or to be have the radio come on. Right. And mm -hmm. so I'm like eight years old and I'm like listening to like Huey Lewis in the news. And I just loved music and I loved dancing and just moving my body. And when I hit that kind of crisis point, I didn't logically think, oh, I need to go move my body and be involved in dance and music, like none of that. But it was mm -hmm. just sort of a sense. It was sort of an instinct that I think we kind of know, but we just have shut it down, shut it down, shut it down so much that that instinct has sort of quieted. Yeah. And so I kind of think of it like breadcrumbs mm -hmm. where, or just like little hints that it's like the, the things that I would think was just like, oh, you should go do that. It was like soft and subtle. Like you, you should go try that. Or like something would come up. I was going to the gym and one of my friends um, said, you need to teach that class. Like you would be so good at teaching that class. And I was like, no, 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 no. Like I don't dance in front of people. I don't get up on a stage. Like that's not me. I don't choreograph, blah, blah, blah. Like, like the way I saw myself, I would just was boxing myself in, but this yeah. little voice said, but you know, you need to do that though. Right. <laughs> like, like, you know, you need to do that. And it was just these soft, subtle suggestions. And, and the problem is, is that we just shut them down. I'll do that later. Like when my kids are gone, I'll make time for that. Like like that's can't be a priority because the kids and the family have to be, so we just shut it down, shut it down, shut it down. And so when we tell ourselves, I don't even really know what I want or whatever, it's just not true. Yeah. And, and so the first thing I would say is like, stop saying that mm -hmm. and start saying and thinking, I wonder, I wonder what's next for me. Like, I wonder what I like. I wonder like, what do I like to spend my time doing? And, and, and it's okay if we don't know yet, mm -hmm. but like open up your mind to, what's going to come my way. I, I'm opening up my eyes. I'm looking for it now. So now you can show it to me like, mm -hmm. I'll, and I'll follow those breadcrumbs. You can trust me to follow those breadcrumbs and I'll, and sometimes I follow them and they go nowhere, mm -hmm. but I follow it a little ways. Like, um, <laughs> one of my friends and it was a bishopric member in my ward had a cabinet shop and he was like, Amber, I really need help in my cabinet shop. And I was like, Real, I was a do-it-yourselfer. I had built some stuff. I had all these power tools. Like I had my own table saw. Like, <laughs> so he knew I was handy. And I was like, well, what do you need? And he's like, I need sanding boards and like building frames and like helping construct. I'm like, I'm in. Why not? I'm like, maybe I love cabinets. I don't yeah. know. Maybe I want to be a cabinet maker. Mm -hmm. Let's try it. Right. So like I started working for him and, and I'd worked for him for six months and I didn't mind it at all, but I was like, definitely don't want to be a cabinet maker, <laughs> but it was in that time that I found life coaching hmm. and I'm just like sanding these boards while I'm just like binge nice. listening to Jody Moore. Right. Uh -huh. And so it gave me this container uh -huh. to just like listen to the podcasts over and over and over and over again. And then I was like, totally hooked. Uh -huh. And I, and I do feel like because I was in motion, 
because I was following breadcrumbs because yeah. I was like being open to things that it was like, Oh, the cabinet wasn't the thing, but because I was opening open and looking though, the, the life coaching came in. And as soon as I found it, I was like all in, like I heard the podcast and within three months I joined the school. I'd never oh, seen gosh. coaching. <laughs> I'd never been coached. I had just listened to podcasts mm-hmm. and I was like, I'm in. Yeah. So I'm like in the coach training and I'm like, what's coaching? Like, I had no idea, <laughs> but I just knew, like, I just knew that was it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a skill to figure out how to follow those breadcrumbs, how to like train your brain to be open to finding mm-hmm. ideas. I love yeah, that. Especially when we're accustomed to just Shutting, shutting it, it down, shutting, shutting it, down. it down. And the visual that helps me a lot is to put it on the shelf because it's very all or nothing. It's either like, well, I don't know what fulfills me or, oh my gosh, I want to do all the things. And so I have to constrain. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, in, yeah. I'm in major, like I need to constrain mode right now. Yeah. And cause even when you talk about ballroom dancing, I'm like, I want to do it. Yeah. I'm the <laughs> and, same way. And I totally want to, but not like right this second it's on the shelf, but it's not like shut down. It's yeah, like yeah. interesting. And I'll look into that later kind of thing. You know, even life coaching, I was going to be a life coach someday. And just saying that all of a sudden the someday came a lot faster than, but it's just like acknowledging that we have these desires mm-hmm. then our heart and our, our, like, what did you call it? Intuition? Um, our instinct. instinct. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, totally. Yeah. It's intuition. And so it's just developing that, you know, and that's what I say, even in parenting is like, you are your own parenting expert. You are a good mom. And if you just follow what your heart knows what to do and like, forget all the outside influences, everybody Mm -hmm. telling you what you should or shouldn't do or whatever. And so in your parenting and also just in your life, like as a human being, as a person, like, what do you even want to do? Just do Mm -hmm. what you want to do because your desires tell you who you actually are. And I love the um, cabinet story because I have a shelf right there that I built in woodshop class in high school. And that was my favorite class. And who knew, like, I never would have signed up for that. My brother was in it and I needed an elective. And he's like, woodshop's awesome. You don't do that. And I was like, why wasn't I doing this all along? Wasting all this time in band. I guess doing something that I wanted to do, you know, instead of what I felt like I should do. So anyway, yeah. Just thinking about things that were of interest at some point in our life. Cause sometimes like we get bogged down with all the motherhood stuff and then forget who we even are. Yeah. Yeah. And so like, even when your kids are little, I just think it's so essential that you carve out some space for yourself. Like in in the job I got at the gym, I was teaching a fitness class and it was like once or twice a week Mm -hmm. for an hour. Yeah. But that like gave me an outlet. It gave me, I was moving my body. And of course all the feel good chemicals in Mm -hmm. that case contributed too. but then I have a community and I'm making friends at the gym and, and I'm teaching with other instructors. And so I'm I'm a part of a team. So even though it was just a couple hours a week, it was, yeah. that was enough. It was enough. Yeah. Like, I think in our mind too, we're like, Oh, if I give time to myself, it has to be like this big thing. It doesn't have to mm-hmm. be a big thing. Yeah. And the other thing is, is your husband doesn't get it. Ladies, he doesn't no. get it. Like he is not a woman. He is not a mom. <laughs> he does not get it. And so you have to get it. Like yeah. you have to know, I need this. I need to fight for me and my needs. Cause he's not, get it. He doesn't get it. <laughs> like we don't get what he's going through either. Nobody understands really right. anyone else's experience. And so you need to know what you need mm-hmm. and make it happen. And yeah. I love how like you use the example, 
in your life of like the paying for it. It was like, you had to get to the place where you're comfortable paying for it, but even paying with time, like it's hard for a lot of moms to even like get away from their kids because they feel so responsible for making sure whatever. And especially like I help, um, other moms that have kids with type one diabetes because I have two daughters myself that Mm. do. And it's like a full-time job just to manage their blood. And it's really hard to trust other people to do it. Mm -hmm. And so to build up that trust, like, it's not like just one day you have to find some random, you know, babysitter on care.com or something and just expect them to know how to do it. But like to actually train family members or, or now they're in school and the nurses have been doing this longer than I have. So I'm like, this is sweet, you know, (laughs) like, but it took me a while to be comfortable with that idea. And so if there's things like that, I mean, any special needs that your kids have, you just feel like you're the best one to take care of them. And that means you're the only one to take care of them is not Mm -hmm. always the case. Mm -hmm. And so even if other people aren't going to do it exactly like you, like that's the experience they need to have too. So yeah, it is. Anyway, all those resistance thoughts to the idea of having your own mommy time, like that's what we coach people on, right? Is that like, if you feel like, you're not worth spending the money on or you have to, you know, be there all the time or things like that is like, let's question that, you know, like, is that true? And is that really serving you? Because if you're in that place where you're just drowning in motherhood, like you really need some air, (laughs) you got to come up. Yeah. Yeah. And again, like there's people who aren't in that place, you know, but if, but if you're in that place and you're, you're trying to do that, you gotta, you gotta like find the way. Yeah. And, and like part of that, like I, I can't spend money on myself or I, I should prioritize my spending on my family is part of that is just, we just created that. Like a lot, my husband wasn't even saying that, Yeah, you know, but it was like this sort of sense that everybody else is a priority. Mm-hmm. And so money should go to their needs, their clothes, their shoes, you know, whatever their activities or even just groceries or whatever, or whatnot. It's like, they're more important. And, and if I take that money for myself, or if I take that time for myself in some way, I might harm them or I'm taking something away from them. And so we don't want to do that. But what I want to say to that is like the opposite is true. Yeah. (laughs) Like literally the opposite is true. Like when you like prioritize yourself, at least put yourself also on the list. Yeah. 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 Like all those other things, like your kids are benefited. Your husband is benefited. Your family is benefited. Like you think it's just for you. Mm-hmm. So you're hesitant to do it because it's like, well, that's just for me. And I'm telling you, it's not just for you. Like when you attend to yourself and you support yourself, it ripples out to the rest of your family yeah. in ways you can't even predict. Yeah. So I always say, just try it and see, <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> just- <laughs> just go out on a date with your husband and, you know, try <laughs> to like put your mind on something else, you know, cause even when you're out, you're still at home worrying, you know, mm-hmm. like if you can just try to drop the worry for like one hour, mm-hmm. you'll see how, like how fulfillment actually feels <laughs> like, yeah. Like find those even if they're just full. moments. It's like, find those moments where you feel like a woman, uh-huh. find those moments where you feel like you, whatever yeah. that is. And, and it's okay if it's just a moment and it doesn't even have to be something ongoing, like my gym job or whatever. It's just, where are those moments that you're, you're doing something or it's experiencing something like even just me, when I listen to the radio, mm-hmm. I love the radio. 
I always have. And I, it's playing constantly, it's playing constantly in my house, in my car, and when I'm cleaning the house, like folding laundry, any of it. Like I'm listening to music. I totally sing along. I know all the words. To, my friend calls me a jukebox. <laughs> like know all the words to all the songs. And because I have taught fitness for 10 years, it's also opened up me to other styles of music. And so I know all kinds of stuff from all kinds of eras. And people are always like, oh my gosh, how do you know the words to all the songs? I'm like, but that's, I that feels like me. Yeah. You know? And so finding those things that just feel like you. Yeah. When I'm, when I'm in a car by myself, which happens very rarely <laughs> and I turn on the radio and I'm driving, I'm like, I feel like I'm in high school again or something. Like I feel like me again, or like yeah. all those years of being single before I was even married. And it was just, it was just fun. You know, I'm like, Oh, I feel fun again. Cause I know that I am fun. It's who I am. And then I get bogged down with like mm -hmm. all the tasks and all so the stress and stuff, you know? And so I just love to like feel fun. <laughs> yeah. And, and especially when the kids are around, it's so fun to have fun with the kids, you know, but I got to feel that by myself. I got to be me and then spread it to them. Not just like, I have to like be fun. Oh, joke. You know, that doesn't yeah. really work because I'm not really <laughs> feeling fun. I'm just like forcing the A-line, you know? Yeah, and yeah. so, yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. So fun. Speaking of fun. Yeah. Amber's all about fun. I love it. So I, am. I do love fun and our, and our families love fun. Like our husbands love fun. Like yeah. the more that I attended to myself and started to like come alive again, my husband was like, there you are. I know. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it makes me emotional because like, you know, cause like I can imagine that time too in my marriage and it was hard. Mm -hmm. Like, and I felt so much like resentment towards him for just even, he wasn't even doing anything wrong. It was just mm -hmm. like, he got to leave the house and go exactly. to work and like talk to grownups, you know? Uh -huh. And I'm like, and he'd come home and it's like, I just thought that was so unfair, but it, yeah. it was like, but yet I wanted that and wanted I created it. that, but I was like mad about it and I blamed yeah. him for it. Yeah. And like, yeah. so like, you know, just the times that I felt that way towards him was just hard. And like, so now where we are now, I just feel so much gratitude for where we are now. But the truth is, Emily, I can't know this without, the contrast between yeah. what it was. Yeah, yeah. And like, yeah, so the I goal is never so to much. be there. Sorry, what? I said I just value it so much now because oh, yeah. I know it can be harder. Yeah. Yeah. And the goal is never to be there 100% of the time because that's just not life. Mm -hmm. Like that's not the right. reality. That's right. <laughs> and the contrast makes it even more fun. If it was just fun all the time, we wouldn't know it was fun. So it has to be hard sometimes. Mm -hmm. But I love the um I forgot again so many things that I want to say and then I forget. Um, well, there is this one thing that keeps coming back. So speaking of Jody, I love the analogy she uses or the metaphor, whatever it's called, the visual of like putting yourself on the list, you know, that we were talking about yeah. before. It's like, you care for all of your kids. You make sure each one has like special time with mom or whatever. And it's like, when do you get special time with yourself? Like, mm -hmm. when do you put your needs? You make sure they get like the meals that they like and they, you know, get whatever they need. Like their needs are always like, what about your needs? You are a like, if you thought of yourself as just another kid, you know, you're like yeah. that poor kid in the corner. That's like totally neglected and forgot about. And we literally were like, where's rain the other night. We're like, we lost her. Like she was off, literally hiding in a corner. We didn't notice forever. Cause we're all just doing our own thing, you know? And then it's bedtime and she's nowhere. And we're like, holy, we lost a kid. Yeah. And that's like how we treat ourselves sometimes. Like we're just busy taking care of everybody else. Where are we like lost in the corner somewhere and nobody knows. Yeah. Like, yeah. I got to stop doing that. 
Okay. Awesome. Well, tell everybody where they can find more of you because you're so fun and everybody wants. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, there's always amberhater.com. Um, that's my website, but, um, I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. Um, I, I coach women in general. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I haven't really niched down on that, except I do really love this conversation. I really do love like coaching the like conservative mom who's a stay-at-home mom and that's what she wants but she's kind of unhappy in it and and like doesn't necessarily want out but wants to feel better in it and like I love that space like and being their backup and like teaching them how to do that without guilt without feeling selfish so I love that space I do coach ballroom dancers too on their mindset which is super Mm -hmm. fun um but yeah those are the spots Facebook Instagram cool well, thanks so much for meeting with me today. Yes, I, I always love an opportunity to talk to you, Emily. You're so yeah. fun. Ditto. Okay, we'll see you next time. <laughs> okay.